Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Hello, how are you guys this evening, of course? Triggering question. <laughs> yeah, it's more yeah. like where we're making do and you just have to sort of uh, roll with the punches, I guess, and, and put yourself into your art, which is what we're doing rather than your every day, because every day is exactly the same. It's like the nine inch nail song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, boys, uh, it is awesome to uh, have you on the show. Of course, uh, your band Nesha has been making waves with a single present. I can't even talk properly tonight. Preservation of privilege, if that's right. Is that's how I've said it correctly tonight? Yeah, that was our first single, yeah. Yeah, I'm a struggler tonight. And uh, you're about to drop the new uh, new one, Fab- Fabulous Colonist. Is that how it's correct? Oh, mate, not bad for a Tuesday night. And, yeah. <laughs> and I, I love how savage and raw these tracks are. And, you know, the video for Fabulous is incredibly confronting. Um, and, and very real. Um, and I guess that's what makes it important and the message behind it as well, right? Of course. I think it's, uh, I'm not trying to downplay uh, what happens in the world at the moment because we all have our own gripes. We all have our own dramas and dilemmas that we have to get through and survive. But I think it's very important that what has happened to our environment and the, the causes that have led to that, it's not a climate change, it's a climate crisis. And it's something that we shouldn't be forgetting anytime soon. So when it does come uh, the time to make your votes count, I really insist people remember that anger that they had and that frustration and target it at the people that were the cause. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's such an intense time in this country right now, you know, with, with, you know, your lockdowns and protests and uh, politically things seem to be really shaken up, you know, with the resignations and it, it feels like things are really coming to a head. And uh, yeah. is it, is that something? Yeah. Mud sticks. So yes. I'm not surprised that it's a, it's a flushing out of the old. And I just hope that we can continue on a course where we actually see some change rather than this short-term gluttony that we have in this country of people that insist they're about the future, but they're just eating their own children like every time. Mm-hmm. And metal is like a great kind of music for this time in a way, you know, and um, I guess like I'm going to uh, non-specifically throw shade at some of the rest of the the scene. Like I think, for a few years, it's been frustrating to see, like, I suppose some of the lyrics of a lot of great bands and the focus sort of 
being entirely on the self, right? And I think metal is just so such a incredible art form connecting with the suffering of the world. Mm. And there's so much of that going on. I think one of the things that we've all quite bonded over, even though we're doing this project remotely and in this really, uh, you know, disjointed way through lockdown is I think that desire to try and channel that in a way that shines a light and um, brings it out into the open a bit, I suppose, rather than just talking about ourselves lyrically or, um, or just making it about the struggle that we're going through, um, you know, as individuals, like Sam says, that matters for everyone. But I think um, we wanted to try and do something a bit different. Absolutely. Is that what brought you guys together? Was that common cause? Like how, how did you guys, you know, put together this band? We've started off with some pretty bleak outcomes here, but let's get this straight. The reason that we're in a band together is because it is our love of death metal, particularly the OG stuff and <laughs> the riffs, the riffs with a bonding force, but the, the themes that go over the top lyrically at least are more poignant and in the present. So we definitely love doing what we're doing and we all respect each other as musicians. So it's a very positive creative force, even if the message is quite angry and, and full of frustration. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, um, I've like my, my gig before this was, um, or still is, uh, playing in sleep makes waves has lots of uh beautiful pretty heartfelt stuff and my whole life i've just loved fucked up angry riffs and (laughs) i never really had like a good outlet for them and i started writing a few and i really liked where they were going and so i got my mate alistair on board to do the drums and because he's just like always chatting to people and doing a lot of um, stuff in the industry, he the demos along to Sam. And I guess, you know, we've just kind of made it happen from there, you know, and, and really, I think he's right. It's just been that bonding over, um, you know, just the musical connection. I remember when, you know, working remotely is not something I've done a lot before musically, maybe not for Sam either, but just like the moment when I got the first recording of his vocals on the stuff I wrote um, and just putting that on and just being like, shit, this rules, you know? And so I think that's <laughs> been the feeling that we've been, we've been chasing and what's kind of uh, made it work across the uh, thousands of Ks. separating us. hundred percent, hundred percent. Like you're both uh, phenomenal at, at what you do. Oh, and, thank you. Uh, thank you, you know, much. much respect, man. Like, Hey man, we're even saying like a good look, it's right. Here. Well, it's on the yeah. there it is right there it's in red but you can't really see it but uh, <laughs> there you go but um you know did you guys jam together previously in 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 other projects or tour together or how did you guys know each other well to be honest i've i've like a known of sleep makes waves for years but uh apart from maybe appearing on festivals uh in like different stages or whatever I've never, I've never run into the boys on a personal level, and it was more just I know that the the technical prowess of the band, and it was more when I received those demos and heard the potential for there to be some big chaotic but extremely catchy uh, choruses that can yeah. be lumped into a, into a genre that's often a little bit too technical for its own good. So 
I was more impressed with the the workload that was going to be have the potential to work with than anything else on on like a personal level. And I was just nice that when I did meet the boys, that they're not dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> That's always an important thing, right? It's a, yeah, I was like, what a bonus! Oh, this is going to be this is going to be walking the park. That's what I'm looking for on my gravestone. Not a dickhead, you know. Like that's, you know, uh, I'm on. I'm on the way, fellas. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. I think. Um, I think Sam nailed it. I I do have a, a memory of playing support with Low for Russian Circles and Eagle Twin somewhere in Adelaide wow. some years ago. Um, but I mean, yeah, the music scenes, the music scenes, a bit, a big place. I definitely knew, you know, about Sam and the stuff that, that he's, he's done. Um, but yeah, I just view it as one of those really nice fortuitous things that, um, it just happened because of the music. And I think, um, you know, being in a band is often a really, um, a, a real pain in the ass a lot of the times to actually get the music out there and, and get it all done. So I think if you've actually got that, that connection around just enjoying the end product, then hopefully that bodes quite well for the future that we like just uh, keep on enjoying to do the, uh, enjoying making this stuff and getting it out there. Absolutely. Cause it is difficult. You know, uh, most of, I mean, I, I can say I'm in two bands. You, mm. You're in three you're 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 in a couple as well. You're is it you're in th- two three, Alex? Oh yeah. How many are you in? No, 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 you're right. There is my sort. I I'm also in this um kind of like on again, off again, pavementish indie band called Steve. But yeah, like you know, every every <laughs> everyone's got irons in the fire, don't they? You know, yeah, like yeah. yeah, for sure. Everyone gets around. Yeah, <laughs> you just want to you just want to strike while the iron's hot. So that's if you're right. still feeling that you're creative and you're passionate about it, then why not? That's right. I'm yeah. for and it. I, I'm so. I like to it. be able to paint with different colors as well. So I'm a different character, I guess, in yeah. the free band that I am in. So and that allows me to to I guess exercise those demons that that I've got in me in the right kind of way. And you know that was one of my questions talking about painting and, and different characters uh the artwork for the for this stuff is incredible too is that you because i know you're no. a an artist no oh thank you um yeah no it's a it's a guy that i've i've admired from afar on instagram an indonesian artist and he has done a few extreme metal projects uh cover arts and and promo material He's a wonderful, uh, a wonderful artist. I'll, I'll see if we can give you the link or whatever at the end of this and get him some more traction. Yeah, we'll but uh, he's, he's, he's kind of the easiest way to describe him is he portrays the human form in this residue of what it is and the horror of what it is. It doesn't, it doesn't need to look photogenically real, but you know it is a face. You know it's a harrowing presence, yeah. and it reminds me a lot of uh, Francis Bacon. So he has a very uh, visceral view of, of the human face. And I really love that because I like this idea of it not having to be the stock standard uh, photoshopped grim person with an axe in the back of their head just to make you feel that it is death metal. Death metal can be so many facets of an aesthetic yeah. and 
I really love the color schemes he's used and I feel we'll run with that for at least this first release. I think there's something much more darker and sinister in that stuff than, as you mentioned, like the, uh, the Axel, the, you know, the, the, the typical brutal death metal, you know, t-shirt or cover, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely captivating, but, um, you know, of course, I mean, talking about, you said the characters before, you know, well, the, Mm -hmm. The, the different three different versions. How would you describe this version of you? This is my undeniably into the over the topness of death metal in the vocals, but yes. I don't want to ever lose the clarity of it. And because then you lose the message and that's what I want to put a lot of effort into. I do a lot of research for the lyrics and to make it that present and poignant. Um, and it's the most, uh, I want to really make it as catchy and being as genuine as possible for a genre, like I said, that gets bogged down in a bit in a bit too much of its own skill level sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I want to be professional about it, but I want it to resonate with people. I want it to have a groove. If, if people aren't banging their heads to it, then I might as well just stay in my room and write in my diary. <laughs> well, I mean, it does sound incredibly catchy and nasty too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The aggression's always got to be there, but um, as long as people can sink their teeth into it, I'm I'm always happy with that. Did you record it all, Alex, in your studio? Um, yeah, we we went to a a uh, place called Everlands to do the drums um, with a guy called Ben Warsey, and that was a really good experience. But yeah, just do it at home. Um, I've got a nice set up where I can like use um, tube amps with a load box. And so I get like a, um, a sort of nice, not entirely digital chaotic sound going and sort of uh, still take the time to sort of get it right at home. And I'm sort of like, I'm not a guitar God by like any stretch of oh, the imagination. On, <laughs> no, no, but I mean, that's, come on, mate. But, no, but I can't do this sort of like, you know, like all of that sort of stuff. So it's, and I do like texture and I like experimenting. So it is really nice to have a setup that I can um, just kind of faff around with and uh, come up with some interesting, weird, uh, weird textures. I suppose the things I really wanted to try and uh, achieve is I wanted to have it sound really nasty and dirty and ugly. And I guess like, I love straight up death metal and I don't want to um, overcomplicate things with too many different notes, but I am also a huge nerd for stuff like noisy post-punk from the late seventies and early eighties and, you know, weird psychedelic progressive rock from like the late sixties and stuff like that. So I'm always trying to think about what's a weird note I can put in. How can I make this thing clash? is, you know, and, but still have it rule, Uh, like all of those kind of things. And so just figuring out those little touches, I'm often thinking like queasiness and unease as well as sort of like brutality. How can I make a riff really slam, but also have the texture get under your skin, you know, and uh, yeah, make you feel like something seriously wrong. If I can do that, that's great. And um, on that note, my bandmate Otto on the uh, outro of this song, Fabulous Colonists, um, he heard the riff and he sounds, he said like, 
that sounds like a guy getting his head plunged into a toilet, pulled out again, then getting plunged back into the toilet. And I thought, all right, good job. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in saying, you know, saying it, it does sound nasty, it's easy these days with, I, I guess, all the digital stuff to make sound, stuff sound really pretty and clean. But going back the other way and making it sound really nasty and, and gritty and distorted without losing that clarity is kind of difficult to do. You know what I mean? Mm. So, you know, that's really well done. I mean, what was the trick there? What was the, uh, I'm not exactly sure. I think it's probably just cause I like that kind of stuff. And, and so that's what I aim to do. I think a lot of these things come down to, um, I suppose, personal taste and sort yep. of, I guess, the kind of things that people were raised on listening to and the kind of bands they like. I've, I, I suppose, like, maybe the way I'd characterise it is I I worship at the ground of Meshuggah and I loved the gent thing when it started out, but the, the way it's developed, I think I have lost interest in that a, mm. a fair bit and hearing the same sampled snare drums and um and kind of simulated guitars it, it it i did lose interest for it and so i guess my way was uh you know rediscovering records like wolverine blues by entombed and uh, early morbid angel and things also chromags you know like new york hardcore was yep. a huge influence on me when i was starting this and i suppose it's just immersion in that and just hearing that sound, it just ends up being the world that you're in. And I think that that's what, um, that's what ends up doing it. I think if I was to say a couple of things is I think, yeah, trying to use tubes and trying not to fuck with the drums too much. I think that's the other thing, you know, trying to just hold on to as much performance as you can. Hold, mm. just trying to hold on to the humanity um, and not kind of buff that out of existence in the uh, pursuit of perfection. Mm. Well, it gives it a bottleness for sure, Alex. Yeah. Like, it gives that venom to it, that visceralness that you want to be able to emulate live. And I, I even though we're not playing live at the moment because of our <laughs> viral situation that we've got going, um, it doesn't mean that we don't want to be able to translate everything with that power still live because you want to have that that big cacophony and that claustrophobicness and that uneasiness that he's talking about uh, squashed onto a, a live audience. Like that's what I live for is to be able to play live. So hopefully we can get the hell out of our boxes <laughs> and get back on the stage. Have you guys got uh, a full EP on the way like where where's the where are you guys at with uh more material for this yeah so later this month alistair and i will go back into the same place and we're going to do drums on about i think about we're aiming for about six songs <clears throat> so that'll be a bigger bite of the cherry for sure like it'll be um <clears throat> stuff roughly in the same world um but a few different spins on the kind of sound that we've done with these two tracks. And yeah. Oh, sorry. Hold on a sec. <coughs> yeah. So we'll do that. And um, then 
do the guitars, shoot them down to Sam, and he'll do his magic. You That's take cool. over, Sam. I got something in my throat. I was going to say, I was like, <laughs> you're, you're this, honest. this little super spreader. What's his address? <laughs> it's like the tubes from ET, like start coming into the house. <laughs> he was never here. Uh, he's a dead plant in the background. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we will. We will. Um, we will. So I think, like, hopefully, that'll be something that will drop like early next year, and then with that, plus the two songs we've done, that's also like enough to do a live set as well. Mm. So I think that's sort of something on the cards for next year. Like, it's kind of hard to know exactly what's going to happen with that, and I think like a lot of the viability of Australian touring will probably depend a lot on where the state borders end up. But presuming that I I imagine that'll all be fine at some point. And then I'm imagining it's just going to kind of explode, to be honest. Like if if what we've seen in uh in other countries is anything to go by, people are just going to kind of go low-key ape shit. And so I think um yeah, it'll 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 kind of be, I think, an interesting moment to sort of see where everyone slots in and how they navigate it. But yeah, we'd we'd be keen to be part of that for sure. Yeah. Hey, I'd love to see it live, that's for sure. Mm. I mean, that that would be incredible. I mean, I've seen both you guys play with, you know, other projects. You know, I've seen Sleep Makes Waves and of course Low and Haddlemore, you know, and mm-hmm. to see you guys on stage together we fucking amazing. <laughs> Thanks. I just, yeah, I just would really like to get the hell out of limbo and and get back to it. But I, I think it's, yeah, we were talking about it last year a bit more when there was a little glimpse of hope that that things were returning to some norma- normality. Um, it's the time to shine for bands in Australia because often it's us as the the piece of parsley to the main meal of an international that comes out. Yeah, yeah, and. Now it's a, it, it, all the focus is internal, so it it makes people be forced to be patriotic as as well as just you know when they when they buy a CD or buy a vinyl to actually come to the show because they've gone so long without any sort of experience beyond I don't know getting an espresso martini and a keeper cup and hoping for the bear. Um, <laughs> it'll be nice to have fans present and hungry at these shows. And you know what? I'm seeing a lot. I don't know if you guys have been seeing it, but I've been seeing a growth behind the scenes here with a lot of doom desert metal rock on one right. side and some really nasty death metal on the other. Like it's it's going to happen. And I think yeah. as soon as you're right, people are going to go absolutely ape shit. And I think they're going to be the ones that are going to be really charging, you know. Hmm. The moment. It's funny because that's two sides of the coin of how some people cope <laughs> with yeah. that. <laughs> you, you got your ultra stoners that go, yeah. oh, well, and then yeah, yeah. bong on and, and get into a 10 minute riff. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got uh, your politically charged uh, death metal bands and black metal bands that's just yeah. like, no, it is the man that should get fucked. Like, both extreme energies, but on the bottom, the bottom of each scale. It is true. It is true. 
But man, capitalists or rip cones? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It's funny. I'm seeing a lot of, of, of both of that stuff. So I think, yeah. I mean, some of those albums. I mean, I can't wait to hear what you guys have, have got cooking up. You know, we've had other bands like, of course, like the Ementa. Yep, yep. a really good one. Um, another band, Growth. Heard of those? Yep. Really great dudes. Man, like there's just a lot of really cool stuff that's that's bubbling up. And, you know, I, I really think that it's going to be really strong. And I hope you guys get to hit the road, especially come up here to Queensland. You yeah. know, that would be awesome. Some yeah. of my favorite heavy, like extreme bands are from Brisbane. And it's there's something in the water up there because everything that comes out of the boys from Descent, Resin Tomb, Snorlax, yep. All, it's it's all flawless. Like the whole the whole concepts are so fantastic. So I'm I'm pos- I'm thinking I've done enough stuck inside my booth down here and grim winters over the last couple of years. I'm really think I might just relocate up to the valley in Brisbane and just hang out with those guys because it's it's just a lovely little cooking pot of yeah. talent for the Australian scene. And I'm just down the road, dude. I'm just down the goal. There we go. See? <laughs> Both yep. you guys come up here. We have a few cold ones and uh, and do the death metal thing in summer. Absolutely, <laughs> it's, it's a funny thing about it. It's all sun and you know the tourism, and, and then we got this death metal. Yeah, about it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mean, of course, uh, what else are you guys got cooking up uh, in in the background other than uh, Nesha? As in, in personally or? In other projects. Right. Yeah. Well, um, uh, Hadel Moore has, we've finished our recordings. Uh, we've had our test presses arrive back from Czech Republic mm-hmm. and it's, it's all on the way. So uh, keep, keep your ears to the ground. There'll be something coming out very soon. That's awesome. What about you, man? Yeah. And um, we... Uh, finishing writing the Sleep Makes Waves record. We're pretty close now. And I think now it's just kind of figuring out, um, you know, how to get into a studio post-COVID and make the damn thing. So I think we're pretty close to the beginning of recording, which is really cool. Um, and like, yeah, just a, a very nice thing to to do. I think you know, Sam would probably say the same thing. I think one of the things that has kind of like been very nice as a musician during this whole COVID time is already having an established band where, you know, you can actually release music in a pandemic and people will listen to it. I think it would be really hard. Like I really feel for the kids uh, that are like, I don't know, 19 or 20 or something like that. And it's like, how are you supposed to get your music out there? it's a, it's a tough situation. You know, you've got like the social media thing, which is kind of live music just seems way more difficult than I remember when I was like that age. So yeah, grateful. And I also hope that like, yeah, it works out for, for some of the, the youngsters as well. I, I, I feel like we were talking about this last time me and you were in the same room together and it was that thing of, it would be very hard for yeah, a young band in Australia to cut their teeth at the moment because so much is, is gained through experience of playing live and your trials and errors. 
and you're in being in the jam room together and working out where you stand and what you're about and is everyone on the same page the evolution of a lot of young bands it's it's kind of been chopped off at the knees like it's going to take a little while for this stuff to come back and also uh as we've seen with the risk that venues take uh for them to be able to be cut down to what a quarter of their capacity or less and then be expected to have the punters turn up like that's that's going to be a call order if you're a band that maybe has never played live before or doesn't have a fan base yet. How are you going to grow that organically, but also be in the good books with those venues? Like this stuff's going to, it's, it's halted things for a little while, I feel. And we're very lucky that if you do have uh, bands that have an establishment that, that have the connections, then yeah, it's going to be a bit easier. So hopefully the new bloods don't get too distraught with how it is. And I'm sure that the anger of what's wrong in the world is going to at least fuel them in a writing progression to get that stuff out there eventually 100 100 percent, and we need to you know bring those dudes up as well and do that need to foster them need to support your own shit yeah. bring them up bring them up that's for sure well uh dudes it's been awesome hanging with you tonight hey thank you for uh your patience as well because <laughs> i know it uh to be by surprise the whole uh what do you call it the um daylight savings and i was like yeah. oh no so but uh, I appreciate you uh, rescheduling to tonight. And, uh, of course, we will have the links down here with all the, the singles that are available now. Is there merch? We've got some merch as well? We'll have some merch on the, on the way. Yeah. yeah. So, so keep your eyes posted for that. Awesome. Awesome. I'll have to grab some of that too. And uh, swing me the link for that artist too, man. I'll, I'll put that yes, down. Yeah. Amazing. Right. Thanks so much for your time, man. That's all right, Thanks, boys. Man. Oi, stay like safe. That. Yeah, I just wanted to say really appreciate you putting in the effort too and giving uh, giving up your time and your uh, your platform to give our little death metal band a bit of uh, a bit of space. So cheers, man! Really appreciate it. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 